everybody, welcome or welcome back to BNB Anime. I am Blue, that is Brad. Today we are going to be discussing Sailor Moon, the eternal of the, uh, <laughs> the sa- You know, this is completely the- accurate to how your brain is right now after watching both of those. <laughs> yes, the we're going to be watching the, the uh, eternal part one, part two Sailor Moon movie things that came out just recently. But yeah, I, uh, for context, I've never seen Sailor Moon. I know of Sailor Moon. I know of the merchandise. Um, I have seen clips of it. I know vague things about it. I mean, it's such so popular in pop culture, it's kind of hard not to. But n- nowhere near enough to understand what the hell was going on during these movies. So when we get into discussing this, um, it's going to be something. Remember, choose your words carefully. You're basically a hostage. During this episode. <laughs> so for those that don't know, Blue's hairdresser is a big Sailor Moon fan, and we have conspired mm-hmm. against Blue to where her thoughts on this episode determine her next hairdo <laughs> whenever she yes. books another hair appointment. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My hairstylist is uh, an incredible artist of hair. She is phenomenal. She has given me every single color of hair you could possibly think of, except like brown, black, boring. Like, I was going to say, everything that's colors. not natural. <laughs> yeah. I still think the rainbow's my favorite out of everything. That's why your chibi still stands with the rainbow hair. Still rainbow. Yeah, I honestly don't know if there is if there is a color that I haven't done. Maybe just, like, straight orange. I haven't done, like, straight orange. But, like, yeah, because she always does, like, it's, like mermaid hair so it's got like greens and pearlescents and then deep blues or it's like you're gonna have galaxy hair and so it's like violets and dark blue and silver or then it's like you're gonna have sunset hair and so then it's like yellow and peaches and oranges and reds you know it's never like one color (laughs) But regardless, the stuff that she does is absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And so I know you're going to listen to this episode. So just know the work you do. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. I look forward to seeing what you do after hearing Blue's thoughts on this one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, my hair hasn't been touched since before the like pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it's been... A long, long time. So I don't have any color in my hair right now. It is completely natural. It is quite a bit shorter than it was, though, because I, I had a, a situation with her. <laughs> and so I hacked it, which she's going to hate. But, you know, it actually turned out a, a, like actually really well. It's not super short. But yeah, I cut it for each curl. So it's actually looking like fine and you can't tell unless you straighten it and then you can tell but while it's curly it's fine and my natural hair is curly so that's fine excuse me you did what and didn't tell me (laughs) i i well i didn't cut it cut it's not like super short but it is like shorter than when i last streamed so Uh uh-huh but it's not like ridiculously short i'm hurt i had a day you know (laughs) i I thought we were mates (laughs) i didn't tell anybody i mean the only people that knew about it were the people that live in my house and then I was like, yeah, it's, this is happening. One, I had a pair of scissors. Janessa's actually going to murder me when she sees it. But, you know, well, hears about it now. Oh, yeah, don't, don't worry. Like, the second this goes up on YouTube, it's being sent directly to her. You don't, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm dead. But, like, also, I'm not, like, it, it's quite a, like, it's fine. <laughs> 
She knows about the, the hair accident that led to the chopping, but she doesn't know about the chopping. But I couldn't go to get it cut because we were in complete lockdown and all the hairstylists were gone. I didn't uh-huh. want to leave it as it was, you know? So explain this hair accident, because again, you okay. you have kept me in the dark completely on this whole situation. So now I, I feel like I need to be brought up to speed. Well, okay. So um, what happened was uh, there is like deep conditioning treatments that I use on my hair quite regularly mm-hmm. um, because my hair tends to get very, very dry. I live in a very, very dry climate. I have a drier kind of hair type. It needs lots of moisture, loves moisture. So I use these deep conditioning products at home all the time. And uh, I have one that was like my go-to. And then lockdown started and lots of different products were just kind of put on pause for a while. Like wherever they were at, they weren't being delivered. This was like very early lockdown where like trucks couldn't move, warehouses were being shut down. Like, you know, things were not being kept where they should be. Um, And so I bought a new tub of this hair product that I always use. And I guess something happened in the warehouse with like the heat temperature or whatever, or like it either really, really overheated or like something happened to the chemicals within the tub because it was a sealed tub. And uh, I used it on my hair and then it fried my hair, but it's a conditioning treatment. It shouldn't have done that, you know? So something had to have happened with the chemicals within it. I looked it up. Apparently there was like a shipment of of this one product that had a chemical reaction to when it was stored in a warehouse that it shouldn't have been stored in or it, it like something happened within the process that, where it should have been contained and kept because these are chemicals right in a pot mm-hmm. <laughs> and they weren't stored properly so yeah it, they did a recall but by the time they had done the recall on the products um it, the damage had already been done uh to my hair mm-hmm. so Like, uh, it only affected where I had had bleach put on my hair previously, because like I said, I color my hair, um, so it has to be bleached before it's colored. It only really affected there. Anything that was natural, my hair wasn't as porous, so the chemicals weren't getting into my hair as much. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it only affected where where it was bleached, and that's all pretty much completely grown out now. Um, so I have a few little tiny blonde pieces on the very tips of my hair that weren't blonde originally. I think they were like blue at one point, but now they're blonde. Your hair was your name. I see. This is this is interesting news that I've been given. <laughs> yeah. So I say um, that I've seen your it. hair every single color. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I honestly. Yeah. It's it. But right now it's natural, and it's getting. You know what's weird mm-hmm. is I forgot what my natural color is. Um, that's how long I have been dyeing my hair. I think I first dyed my hair when I was like. 12 mm-hmm. and that was like highlights you know mm-hmm. and then kept dying it and dying it and then i box dyed it which i do not recommend please don't do that when i was in early high school and then by the time i was 16 i started going to janessa so yeah then she has been the only one to touch my hair except for me and i chopped it all off <laughs> i didn't not all of it but like a good chunk <laughs> yeah it was it was a whole thing mm. I mean, like, it's fine. I, I think for, I'm glad it happened to me as opposed to other people. Mm-hmm. Because, well, I mean, it did happen to other people, but like, I'm glad that it was me in this case and not somebody else because I change my hair so frequently that I don't have the same level of attachment to it as a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I did have an attachment to the length. That was the one thing that I was like, eh. but now I've lost that even. So I'm like, you can do whatever you want with my hair. I don't care, you know? Mm-hmm. 
but like I know that some people like it would have been emotionally completely and utterly devastating to them and like for every like for a good reason your hair is a huge part of your physical identity how you present yourself to the world but yes yeah, so I'm kind of really glad that it happened to me and not somebody else because I feel like it could have been a huge blow to their psyche mm-hmm. anyway that's a story of what happened to my head it's fine now it's chill but like at the time it was not fun <laughs> that that certainly sounds like a hairy situation. Ha ha. Ha ha. <laughs> For that one I'm just going to have to cut you out of my life. Oh. Oh, I guess I guess I'm just going to stay locked up then. Yeah, well you are the root of my problems. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> I was about to branch out into tree puns. So it's like I better not. <laughs> <laughs> you can't mend split ends, Brad. I mean, at least it would at least it was a colorful journey. I'll say that. <laughs> Good. I'm dying with all of these puns. <laughs> so, on the note of dying from sheer whatever, I started a mm-hmm. new anime yesterday slash today. Yeah. Do you remember what anime took anime of the year last year? Demon Slayer? Mm-mm. Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh. That's from that. Ah. So, the show is very, like, Demon Slayer-esque in that the animation, especially on the fight scenes, is stunning. Like, it's such a good show from everything that I've seen so far, but then it has those little bits of hilarity. And it's mm-hmm. just wonderful. It's a great time. I love it very much. I think I'm on episode nine, and we're about to get into, like, the quote-unquote school festival arc type thing. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting into that, but however, I took those, because I was like, I'm going to send these to Blue, see if, see if she'll have a good laugh, and then want to cover it <laughs> soon, and then I'll just rearrange some yeah. shit. No, I'm down to cover it. Yeah, it, it's a great time. That's that's pretty much what's consumed my time over the past little bit. Oh, I have a bone to pick with you. Okay. So I was reading a book. Uh-huh. And a dude in the book, who's supposed to be this authoritarian type character, you know, big buff dude demanding people that listen to, you know what I mean? Like a leader of the group kind of vibe. Uh-huh. His name is Mr. Greg. <laughs> I can't take him seriously now. Is he a drunk possum? I laugh at, I laugh at everything he says. It's, somebody died? Nah, it's funny. Mr. Greg's crying over it. This is hilarious. Oh. They're planning battle strategies? Ah, oh, don't worry. Mr. Greg, funniest thing. Look, you and James are just as much a part of that as I am, okay? You, me, James, and Dakota all have equal parts in the Greg storyline, okay? It's not just me. It's just not canonically me. It's everyone (laughs) that was a part of that podcast. I'm just imagining it all the time, and I can't... It's so so stupid. But it's great. It is great. If you have no idea what we're talking about, we will have links somewhere for you to find the podcast that we're talking about, because this was a... Uh, if it's if it, is it available? I don't know if it's still available. I have to do research. But for those that are unaware, so Greg is a he was a D and D character originally, wasn't he? Uh, no, he came from he a became... podcast that you, myself, our friend James, and one of my best friends Dakota did a podcast. Dakota and I had like a small little podcast thing that we did through Twitch and uploaded on YouTube. For, I think it was Let's Party Up Gaming Channel, I think, maybe. It may mm-hmm. still exist, I don't know. Anyway, and so, at the end of every one of our episodes, Dakota would have a, 
like almost two truths and a lie scenario, but it was Florida man stories. And then we had to guess like which one is real and which one isn't. Mm-hmm. And so that one particular episode that involved the four of us, one of the ones was a was a possum that broke into a liquor store and <laughs> got plastered. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and so from like it spiraled into a conversation of us just like giving it a name and a bunch of other shit, like giving Greg a backstory. And then from there, we started a D&D campaign where we got a companion, a little possum that I had to name Greg. And he had an alcohol issue. <laughs> and so, yeah, now that has followed just all of us to this point to where now anytime someone mentions Greg, it's just a giggle fit at that point. It, it honestly is. It's kind of become like the legend of Greg because whenever there's like a bar scene in anything, you know, like um, Grimgar of Ash and Fantasy or Log Horizon or anything that's like a isekai kind of game, like medieval world vibe how to pick up girls in a dungeon anything like that where it's like old timey pubs and drinking and like merry singing hobbit vibes i'm always picturing that behind the counter somewhere off camera is just a drunk passed out possum named greg (laughs) who has a who got divorced from his wife because (laughs) him and the he couldn't take care of the kids and 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 in our D&D campaign, let me just say, Greg cost me so much fucking money. So much. Because we would always leave him back at the tavern. Or if I didn't keep him on lock at night, this motherfucker would break into storerooms and just down barrels of alcohol. Cost me so much money. Oh my god. It's so bad. And that's not... I don't know how much of the D&D campaigns that you saw, but do you remember Gork? <laughs> yeah. Our barbarian that fucking loved ham bones. That was basically my own personal Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Great times. I want another D&D campaign in my yeah, life. Yeah, actually, that, that brings me to a question for you listeners at home. What is the most hilarious moment you have had in a tabletop game? Whether that's something like D&D or Magic the Gathering or whatever it is. Um, what is the most hilarious moment that you have had? Who is your Greg? That's what I want to know. Yes, please let us know who your Greg is. Give us all of that info because I am innately curious. Just because mm-hmm. like, I'm a big fan of like D&D and Magic the Gathering TikTok. And just hearing mm-hmm. people's stories just make me so happy. I'm so humored. Although to this day, nothing really beats Gork. Like, just going and punching rocks to keep us from having an entire fucking cave system collapsing in on us. Just because he somehow managed to fucking nat 20. <laughs> punching all the rocks. I've just got, like, Milan montage music in the background. Let's <laughs> get down him. to business. And then just fucking obliterate <laughs> rocks as they're falling on us. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. It's lovely. Stupid. So stupid. But other than that, so I also finished a book this week to, you know, not try to topple your accomplishment from last week. (laughs) So that book I mentioned, I had that same dream again. It's written by the same author that made I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I finally finished it and it was was a good little journey. Like, I didn't expect to get absorbed in it. 
as much as I did. And for those who are curious and are looking for like a really light read, I highly recommend it. Go look at it on Amazon or I read it on my phone through iTunes. It's a great time. Mm-hmm. It's about a little girl who she's been given an assignment by her teacher to try to figure out what happiness is because she's unsure herself. She has a troubled home life like her parents are never home whenever she wants to be with them. Her only friend in class is very shy and shut off. She's like very bold and pronounced and thinks everybody around her are idiots. Mm-hmm. And her three friends outside of school are a adult prostitute an old lady, and then a high schooler that, trigger warning, skip ahead a few seconds, like, uh, is involved in self-harming. Mm-hmm. And so through those three people that are around her, like, she uses them to, you know, help find within herself what happiness is. And it's a phenomenal story. I got choked up quite a few times because it's brilliant. I mean, of course, it's the author of I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. Like, it's going to choke you up. Mm-hmm. Also, the author is apparently a really big fan of The Little Prince, because it's referenced oh, yeah. several times in this one. Actually, Tom Sawyer and the adventures of Huckleberry Finn and Moby Dick are also mentioned in this one quite often, because our main character likes to read, mm-hmm. and she's a big fan of those uh, tales. Mm. Yeah, uh, those are ones that kind of miss me. I used to be a huge classic literature person. I've read quite a few things that... Like when I was like 16, I was like reading David Copperfield and, and things like that. And people were like, why? Why? And I'm like, I don't know. I just am. I got into a weird phase of it. Mm-hmm. But like American classic literature, I never really got into that much. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know why. I'll have to go back. There's quite a few on my list of, you know, those books you're like, I want to read it at one point in my life and then I'm probably never going to touch it again. Mm-hmm. I have like a long list of those and those are a couple that are on, are on mine. Interesting. You see, yeah. I feel like because of these books, because I'm going to end up checking out more of the author's works, and if it keeps bringing up Little Prince, I'm probably going to end up reading it just to see what it's about, because I'm intrigued. There's some things that I have to know. Yeah, I I want to, yeah, I want to read more. I want to read more. Let's read more. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's try to have one book an episode. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's, I'm not going to do that to oh this. My God. my God. A book an episode along with a whole series. Jeez. Once a quarter, we finish a book. Once a quarter. That's fair. <laughs> oh, it could be like its own like separate like YouTube thing where we have like a book review. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I definitely want to read more light novels. Mm-hmm. Because I yeah I when I go to like read like anime vibey stuff I'll always go to the manga I won't go to the light novel mm-hmm. and I'm like why I should we just read the light novel well I know there's some stuff where the light novel just far eclipses what the manga even has mm-hmm. so it is something that I definitely want to check out more especially the sword art franchise yeah and especially progressive because I know progressive is way ahead in the light novel than where it is for the actual story Mm-hmm. Or the manga, rather. I'm so excited for that film, man. Mm-hmm. I gotta have it. I need it. Because SAO Progressive is just such a better telling of sword art. Just give it to me, please. Thank you. <laughs> just let me know. I want to see it. Give it to it. me. Info. Just all of the info. Yeah. So, do we have any news today? So we do have some news. And the first piece of news I am so excited for. Yeah. So... 
Elden Ring has officially been announced with its gameplay reveal trailer for January 21st of 2022. For those of you that know or that follow my streams, your boy is a big Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro fan. And this is the next game from the From Software developers. And my god, it looks so good. So, yeah, big excite because it looks phenomenal. I am totally ready to torture myself both on and off stream because those games mm-hmm. tend to lead to a lot of grinding. However, I will be getting it on PC. So you won't have to worry about me breaking controllers. Nice. Because my mouse and keyboard cost at least two times the cost of a controller. <laughs> but my poor desk, it will... Your poor desk. It, yeah. it may or may not be Brock lesnar into oblivion. Who knows? Yeah, it's um, why I was careful about the fact that I purchased a glass desk. Mm-hmm. Because um, gaming and glass desks are a delicate combination. <laughs> But you don't rage that much. No. Yeah, I mean, with Spyro, I raged. Yeah, that was, but that was a different story. You, you never, you never dove into Dark Souls like I had no. hoped you would. No, I, I nearly, you know, I, I was nearly there and then took a break and. Yeah, I, I, was, I know. Yeah. I, I understand completely. However, that was, oh, I was trying to get you to play that just purely for my own entertainment because if Spyro made you rage. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> I'm just so bad at video games. Like I, I really but enjoy you're them, but not I'm not bad. Okay, thank you. But like, also, okay, I guess what it is is that I don't have the same level of hours that a lot of people either do at like playing them because I didn't start playing video games until I was a late teenager. So mm-hmm. I, you know, these people are just like they grow up with a controller in their hands means that they're like so much better at video games because they just were around it so much more whereas i kind of did like i had it my game boy advance i had my ds Lite, i had a ps2 but i got that when i was like 15 you know so like i had them but like i wasn't like a dedicated gamer for that long so then i see these boys and gals out there that are like destroying everything and i'm like i wish i can only dream (laughs) again i feel like you're a lot more harsh on yourself than you give yourself credit for because especially in the realm of creativity for games like sims and minecraft you are without a doubt one of the best streamers whenever it comes to those kind of games Aww, thank and you. the level of gameplay and content that you provide whenever you play stuff like that versus say whenever i play something like that are two very different animals because you play and it's a peaceful time it's chill you're enjoying yourself i'm ready to throw shit out the fucking window because i can't get my shit together <laughs> yeah yeah i guess it's just different vibes isn't it depending on what you game i mean Maybe. Because again, like I play a little bit of everything from, Mm -hmm. you know, simulators and builders like Minecraft and Sims to COD, Siege, and then RPGs like The Witcher and games that legitimately make me want to, I don't know, break everything that I've ever owned like Dark Souls. You know who I have the most respect for? Who? Those freaking like rhythm game people. Oh my god, yes. Demo yeah. is my fave. So I have mad respect for people, especially the ones that learn how to master the shit on the hardest difficulty. Good for y'all. Yeah. Or people that are like god tier when it comes to fighters. Yeah. Like, good for them. Yeah, or like those freaking nutcases on DDR. Mm-hmm. Dude, <laughs> how? 
I don't I don't understand. I saw somebody beat a Dark Souls boss the other day on a fucking Dance Dance Revolution pad. Mm-hmm. It's like, how in the what? fuck? Like, how? But I mean, again, good for you. Like, congrats on figuring that shit out, because I'm sure not. Mm-hmm. Next piece of news. Crunchyroll has added the Farewell, My Dear Kramer film. So, for those of you that don't know, Farewell, My Dear Kramer is the next bit from the creator of Your Line April. I have yet to see it. I've started the manga. I don't even think I've finished the first volume because that's how little I've been reading. However, I'm excited. I want to cry. It's soccer. I need to put that on the list. Yes, you do. Just because sports anime and crying sounds fantastic. Yeah, well, it checks one for each of us. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Or technically two because you've turned me into a sports anime fan. Yay, success. Just, you know, as long as it's like last week's topic, we're good. (laughs) speaking of which i really want to know you now you've had like a week to sit on it and um like really mellow in it i i want to revisit that and just be like so how do you feel about the fact that you watched an entire anime about fighting with butts and boobs about how you feel after watching this topic this week (laughs) yeah like, I feel like I went through an acid trip. Don't get me wrong. I've been suggesting it to everyone. I think Tree is finally going to fucking start it. Oh, God. Good. Yes. And then I can say, I told week. you so right. years ago, Tree. Okay. Well, I told him. I was like, hey, Tree, so I've got an anime for you to watch since you just finished up uh, Jujutsu Kaisen for the second time. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, what? I was like, Keijo. And he's like, what's that about? And I was like, mate, just hear me out. Do you remember that stream you were in of Blues like two or three years ago? Whenever you're asking for anime recommendations and she just immediately spat one off at you? He's like, yeah. I was like, Keijo. He's like, oh my god, you're right. And I was like, I know. And then, yeah. I, and then I sent him the thumbnail. And he was like, oh my god. I was like, you're right. Now go watch it. But yeah, I've I've had a week to sit on it, and I still enjoyed it. It was a great time. It was a fucking it's so acid fun. trip. But it was fun. It's so fun. Like, it's one it's... of those things. If you don't take it seriously, you will have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. It's honestly, it one of those, it's one of those days where you've maybe had a little bit to drink, or you need a good laugh, or you just want to be silly. You just want to be a goof. Keijo is the one for you. I 100% agree. It's a... Mm-hmm. It's, it's a brilliant time. I absolutely love it so much. Yeah. But again, don't don't go into it seriously, please. You will. Yeah. And again, uh, recommended use of headphones if you live with your parents or a roommate or somebody that you do not want to see this. Uh, don't put it on the big screen and put your headphones in. Or put it on the big screen, make it dubbed, and turn on your surround sound. Swirly nipple attack. <laughs> Oh, vacuum butt cannon. So I have made a new acquaintance and we're talking about anime because again, they're like, oh, cool. You have an anime podcast. I was like, yes. So they're like, I've never watched any anime. Do you have any suggestions? And me Mm. (laughs) being very much like you, I have a troll suggestion up my sleeve. This individual likes to cook. So (laughs) I told them, I was like, hey, so. You need recommendations, huh? Food Wars. <laughs> like, it's a great starter anime. No. It's about food. It's a wonderful time. 
until you watch it. Like, you'll, you'll have a great time. <laughs> you'll have a great time. Oh, God, the first season is so much worse than the rest of it as well. The first episode has peanut butter covered tentacles. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm an asshole, but it's okay. It's funny, though. Because <laughs> if they watch it, I'm I'm excited for the messages that come out of that. <laughs> but that that's all I got for news. Okay, uh, I guess we will we'll jump into the Sailor Moon films then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is it's it's. I know nothing about Sailor Moon. This was a trip. What? No. What? No. So I did a little bit of research beforehand, okay. as I should, because obviously I am a excellent podcast reviewer, host thing, whatever the fuck I am, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. So therefore, I used my journalistic expertise in the field to pull up Wikipedia and pull up a little bit of like background insight on the film. Mm-hmm. So Sailor Moon Eternal is based on the dream arc of the Sailor Moon manga that serves as the direct continuation of the fourth season for Sailor Moon Crystal. Right. I've seen none of Sailor Moon Crystal. From my understanding, Sailor Moon Crystal is just Sailor Moon rebooted with updated animation. Okay. But it continues on past where the original show ended. Okay. Which, I'm not a fan of Crystal, from what I saw, because it's basically retelling the old story, but it's not the Usagi that I grew up with, so therefore, not the biggest fan. However, I enjoyed myself with these films. Mm-hmm. But, uh, outside of that, other background info, because I totally didn't close out of that, <clears throat> So, the film was directed by Chiaki Kohn, who mm-hmm. has done storyboard directing for Chihai Furu, was the director and episode director on Golden Time, mm-hmm. and actually did some directing for Naruto Shippuden and Sailor Moon Crystal Season 3. Oh, okay. And the film was made by the oh-so-very-lovely Toei Animation. And Studio Dean. Mm-hmm. And we we all here just love Toei Animation right now, don't we? Yeah. However. Mm. That's, that's a, a separate. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a whole separate thing. However, Studio Dean, you should remember them because we did one of their biggest titles not too long ago. Sound familiar? Uh, Ring a bell? It does sound familiar, yeah. Chinese Zodiac. Oh, really? Yeah, they did Fruits Basket. Yeah, you know, funnily enough, I was just thinking about Fruits Basket when you were talking about how Sailor Moon Crystal was a reboot, mm-hmm. but went past it. Yeah, I was thinking about it, that. That was where my brain went. We're going to have to cover the new Fruits Basket soon. Yes, definitely. Because it's about to end, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But yeah, some other stuff Studio Dean have done is Fate Stay Night, Log Horizon, Oh yeah, and the Junji Ito collection, which for those that don't know what Junji Ito is... Horror, but also, have you seen the clips of Junji Ito's author? No, I haven't. Dude is adorable. Like, the man loves cats. He's so squish, and yet he writes, like, the biggest horror manga collection in Japan. (laughs) Yeah, that's fitting. I always feel like like actors and writers and people that create the most darkest stuff or play the darkest characters are the nicest people. Right? Oh, no, I can... I can totally see that. 
It's like they vent all of their personal frustrations out in their artwork, and then they leave. All they leave for themselves is just the squish. Right. Yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to find clips and send it to you after we get done recording this because you you deserve to see the squish. Yes, I want to see the squish. So to add on top of some background, there both part one and part two are PG thirteen. They're both eighty minutes long, making it one hundred and sixty minutes in total. And I did some. Like, looking at what both part one and part two are rated on Anime Planet and my anime list. Um, and both part twos are rated higher than part one on both sites. So it's a 4.1 out of 5 on Anime Planet for part one and a 4.2 for part two. So just a very slight increase. Uh, and then... On part one, there is a 7.4 out of 10 on my anime list, and then a 7.7 out of 10 for the second part. But one thing that I thought was interesting was that part one on my anime list had 58 favorites, but part two only had 42. So I think that there is a thing of like, I'm only going to favorite the first one because obviously you watch part two after you watch the second one, so why would I favorite both? But I did find it interesting that people went and rated the second one higher in both on both sites. You know, that is really interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting indeed. I wonder, I wonder why that is. I feel like people tend to rate higher something that is more conclusatory, like when it's like the big finish is like what you kind of remember in your brain. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably a good reason as to why it's voted higher. Maybe? I don't know. It is interesting, though. I just thought that was... It, a, is, that was it a... is very interesting, because whenever you overlook the, like, how the films took place, I mean, maybe I could see why the first one would be rated higher, just because of the cliffhanger end, maybe? Mm. Yeah. But overall, I mean, it was a good time. Like, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it, even though I was lost to all hell as to what actually happened. Yeah, I uh, was completely lost. And I have to say that I had a really good time as well. I texted Brad um, uh, halfway through the second part saying that this reminds me of like Dead Man Wonderland cross Care Bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was... I stand by that. Oh, no. I, <laughs> I certainly think it's a fitting uh, yeah. correlation between the two. Don't get me wrong on that one. It was, it was certainly something. Yeah. No, um, I actually, it has very much made me want to go and watch this, the series. Um, so it, it did its job of like, hey, watch more Sailor Moon content because mm-hmm. it, I was so lost, but I was lost in a way of like intrigue as opposed to lost in a way of this is frustrating or boring because I don't know what's happening. It kept my attention throughout both parts, which I thought was, was, um, yeah, really good. So. So how did you enjoy the transformation sequences first and foremost? Oh my god, I wanted to write them immediately as soon as I saw them. I was like, I need to find out who has the best transformation sequence. So, out of all ten of the Sailor Guardians, who was your favorite? Oh my god. The one with the short hair and the open shirt? She's, like, they like gender-fluid, confusing badass that I love. Amazing. So mm-hmm. good. I, why is why is there a chibi moon? Like, I don't understand that. Everyone else has a planet. She's just small. I, because sure? okay. that is Sailor Moon and Tacito Mask's daughter from the future. Wait. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... But she had a crush on him. <laughs> I... Huh? Okay. 
that's something to know. Uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not saying a word. Okay. Well, I learned a thing. Um. Yeah, you. Because again, even that kind of <clears throat> threw me off. But again, I guess, I guess it was just weird because to her, like that's not the father that she knows. Yeah, I get it. But like, <clears throat> because I, I she's don't get it. she's literally from 900 years in the future, and again, none of this is. Me trying to justify it, make sense of it, anything else in the world. <clears throat> However, I do say all that to say, though, is that, again, like, that's not the father that she knows. And that's why, because I don't know if you noticed, but she feels very conflicted by, like, why she has those feelings. Like, she doesn't get it. Yeah. So, again, yeah, real confused. But also, like, again, like, the whole film was basically her just trying to... You know, she just wanted somebody to notice her for her because everybody else basically had somebody. But she is yeah. a 900-year-old child being in the past and has no clue as to what the fuck's going on. She just feels very alone because she has both of her parents, but she obviously hasn't even been thought about at that point. Yeah. But what, one question I do have for you, though. Okay. How did you enjoy your first introduction to Usagi? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> what, what am I, like, so many things that are in my brain. I swear, it's acid. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a trip, for sure. Yeah. Don't, I'm not, uh. I, I don't, I don't know if I feel, I don't know how I feel. <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> I'm very confused. The thing about it is, um. I'm just going to put a casual spoiler chicken head out there because I don't know if I'm going to say something that is a spoiler. So, casual chicken head. I was so... I spent the entire first part of the two-part series being so confused as to what was going on that I just... And then the the introduction of, like, four more characters in the very beginning of part two made it seem like a whole different movie that I didn't really know about. I, I was just lost <laughs> the whole time. But the thing about it was is that it has, like, it's really captivating. And so you're sitting there and it's like when somebody's talking about something and you have no idea what they're talking about, but they're so passionate about it that you are excited for them. Mm -hmm. That's what it felt like watching this. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was such a trip down memory lane that I... Yeah, like, I, I'm mad I, I don't have the nostalgia. I'm upset can, that this isn't nostalgic, yeah. Yeah, I can totally see where you're coming from with it, though, with how... Like, you don't have the nostalgia trip for it. So even yeah. though there's a lot of shit that I didn't remember or just completely forgot to understand, it was it was a great time. Like, just yeah. to kind of be reintroduced to everybody. Again, I was lost as fuck. Because I was like, why the, why the hell has Uranus, uh, Venus, the, like, what the fuck happened to Saturn? She's like a tiny child now. Yeah. I was, I was very concerned as to what happened. But yeah, it was it was weird, but still yeah, a good like, time. It's a really, really good time. And that's the thing is that it really does make me want to go and watch the the show. And it makes me want to know, like, it. I understand what, what all the hype's about, you know? Mm -hmm. Because it's such a weird juxtaposition of happy, fun, casual, pretty, like, strawberry shortcake vibes. My mm -hmm. Little Pony, you know? And then yeah. there's this, there's, all of a sudden it's like nightmare fuel. Yeah, they and went very dark with this yeah, one. Yeah. I don't know. It's really, really cool. And I really, really like how 
dramatically different that is. I don't know, I assume that's probably just in the more modern stuff. I, I know that anime was anime that made it across the pond tended to be tamer back mm-hmm. in the day. But it, yeah, it's like really, I don't know, it's, it's fascinating. It's, it makes me want to, I, I really, really liked how they kept the characters consistent because obviously I've seen all of these characters before. So I know what they looked like back in my childhood. I know what they looked like in the 90s and the early 2000s. So I really liked how each one of them was visi- visibly recognizable, but also brought into modern times. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, there's, there's, like, I, it, it was an acid trip, but I, like, by the time the movie was finished, I understood the plot line. I, like, I, I got there in the end, you know? I just don't think that I clued in as fast as a lot of other people did, obviously, if they had watched the previous season. It makes me want to go back and watch all four seasons of Cinnamon Crystal, whatever it is. I want to know. There's enough dead parents in these to be, like, Disney characters, though. I mean, they are all, like, princess guardians, so technically they could all be Disney princesses. They could be. I mean, hey, that that's that's just the theory. Yeah. <laughs> a princess theory. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so let's go through it a little bit. Now official spoiler chicken hats. Yes. So there's a dude who is a Pegasus. Uh-huh. Named, named Elios, right? Helios, yes. Yeah, and he... I watched it subbed, by the way. I figured. I. <laughs> it's a funny story. Mm-hmm. I watched it dubbed. Whenever, because I went over to one of my best friend's houses and we had a game night slash movie night. So me, him, his wife, our friend, and his uh, niece, we all watched it. And we watched it dubbed because his wife had a absolute fucking fit whenever we went and watched it. Or whenever we went and watched Demon Slayer subbed in theaters. (laughs) That was like... We had, like, the whole area of the theater around us laughing whenever that happened, because he got punched <laughs> over it. But anyway, that's a different story. Anyway. So, <laughs> the whole time we watched it, we were essentially making fun of it, because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We watched both parts. We made it through all three hours of watching. And I was like, fuck, now I have to go back and actually watch it instead of just watching it to poke fun at it. Mm-hmm. So I watched it sub the second time because I figured it would make it a lot easier for you and I to both talk about it because the translation and the subtitles were actually just a bit different for the dub this time than it typically is. Right. But then again, that's how Netflix is with their subtitling versus their actual dubbing. They're really weird whenever Netflix does that shit. I don't understand how for everything else it hits the mark perfectly or if they just suit the subtitles and the dubbing together depending on who gets the licensing for it whenever Mm -hmm. it gets brought over here but holy shit man like that was real weird like we had to turn off the subtitles that's how hard of a time we were having whenever we were watching it dubbed because we had the subtitles on just because we were going to be talking over it and it kind of gave us a headache yeah so weird time yeah yeah i was actually very intrigued about the sub dub thing as well because the way that the subs were done was very, I don't want to say crunchy, but it felt kind of, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Crunchy. Like, it's like, things were said in a way that didn't sound like it was, it was said by a natural English speaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like it was a lot more of a literal translation, maybe. Yeah, agreed. Than and if that's they why were I was just trying to sub it. Don't get me wrong, the dub was actually great. I enjoyed the dub a lot. 
Yeah. And having grown up watching Sailor Moon, I obviously grew up watching Sailor Moon dubbed. Yeah. However, halfway through Sailor Moon, or at some point in the original, they switched voice actresses. Right. So I'm not sure what happened where and which one they actually used for this one. It has been well over a fucking decade since I've seen Sailor Moon, so I don't have an actual answer to that. But the dub was good for this. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't let me take it away, even though I went back and watched it subbed. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the dub. Yeah, I there's things about, yeah, I don't know. There's things about it that, that were very retro in it. I feel like one of the things is like the character naming. I feel like it's quite retro. Tuxedo Mask is one that comes to mind. And even just like, yeah, the Sailor Scouts and stuff. I don't feel like a modern character would be named something like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like that that is a very 90s thing to do, to name someone so literally or to take a theme and name everybody under the same theme, you know? But then again, though, there are still some shows that pull a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, Attack on Titan uses a lot of German names mm-hmm. and with its setting and whatnot as well. So some shows at present still do, but it's definitely more of a 90s theme that kind of gets carried on to today. Yeah, it's something that I actually really like about the show because it proves that it proves its history in a way, you know? Because mm-hmm. I feel like you could take a alpha gen, like the generation younger than Gen Z, you could take one of those kiddos and put them in front of Sailor Moon, and they would be able to tell that it is retro, but they would still, like, not be bored by it, or think that it is for an older generation. I feel like they could still be very much entertained by it. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things to where I feel like for you, having never seen Sailor Moon, they yeah. gave you enough backstory throughout this to where by the end of it, you knew who all the characters were, and you got a feel for who they were individually. Yeah. Kind of like what their goals were. And I feel like that might have been why they split it into two parts. Because the first one was basically to get you introduced to all of the, you know, main Sailor Scouts. Yeah. And then the second part got you introduced to the rest of them. And then they dealt with the big bad fully. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there was some pretty good setup within the first part for like... um yeah, like, yeah, I feel like there's some pretty good setup. They made it very clear without having to... I don't feel like they ever explained it because, yeah, I, it took me a while to catch on to what was happening. But I feel like they did a very good job of establishing the relationships between characters. Part two was very strange for me, all of a sudden having gone to the other Sailor Scouts that are, like, further away with um, Saturn, who is a baby. Like, that threw me for a loop because I wasn't familiar with these people you know (laughs) so that was like what i'm I'm really confused with that situation myself and again that's just because i haven't seen crystal so i don't know what that whole issue is yeah i think it's pretty easy to tell that some previous villain of some kind either like de-aged her or killed her and she was reborn in some kind of way or she like lost all of her magic powers and it like turned her back into a baby kind of thing don't really know how that happened there's a lot of stuff that was left unexplained though like for one how she grew to be from a baby to chibi's age in a span of six months yeah like yeah like in a span of six months like she went from child to being taller than chibi yeah and not only that but some other things that didn't go explained 
was, for one, how the Sailor Scouts all lost their ability to transform for a little bit. Yes. And that was really hard to explain early on, because the first time that Sailor Moon and Chibi Moon try to transform, they can't for a second, and then they turn a corner, and then they're somehow magically able to transform. Yeah, it it's one of those things where it kind of seemed like, but it's the power of friendship, and then they can transform. And I don't know if that's accurate, if that's what they were actually going for, because that was kind of what they were going for in the very last fight. It was like the power of love, then back it up with the power of friendship, and then you have secret crystals inside of your body that then de- defeat the villain, and then you become a queen when you were a princess, because that's how coronation works. But like, I kind of get that. That made sense. But... It didn't make sense, but uh, like I got it. Um, <laughs> but previously, with those small interactions, all of the other Sailor Scouts had, um, when they had their individual kind of fight with the villain, um, they all had to go through, like, break through the nightmare, overcome their fears with their own small storyline and, and realize their their dream's integrity. And then that was what gave them the ability to unlock their inner scout person, who then... Mm. Uh, or though one of them had a cat, sure, <laughs> who who then unlocked their abilities to then be able to to use their powers again. But yeah, that initial scene didn't with Sailor Moon and Chibi Moon. I don't know. Yeah, that... I, I assume it's I assume it's like friendship. It's the power of the Pegasus. <laughs> yeah, because that's literally how that the transformation thing didn't make sense. But yeah. the Pegasus giving them weapons, like, I could see that. But did the Pegasus have something to do with them, like, finally being able to transform? Like, I don't I Also, don't what's with understand. the weird Sleeping Beauty vibes at the end of part two, where she kisses him awake? Like, can we just establish that kissing people while they're asleep is probably not okay? Anime tropes. Yeah, like, and that I was like, wait, why are we in Sleeping Beauty now? What's happening? Because is it now, like, kisses is what transform? is like shares power between people but that's not necessary because we just watched like 10 people share their power with Sailor Moon without kissing her except Tuxedo Mask who did kiss her well but then he also shared his power with her without kissing her again like that one's the power of love that one makes sense however I felt like the one at the end was more or less just like a payback for the kiss that happened earlier in the film yeah but (laughs) don't kiss people while they're asleep um (laughs) also okay another thing that I want to talk about is in the first part, there are those three animals as part of the Dark Moon Circus or whatever it is. Uh huh. Tiger's Eye, Hawk's Eye, and Fish Eye. They are like the like the subordinates of the evil circus performers that are after the Sailor Scouts or Sailor Moon in particular to overtake the Earth on behalf of Queen Nehelenia. <laughs> I have no idea how to say that. Valhalla, anyway. <laughs> yeah, whatever her name is. So they kind of get sent off to defeat the Sailor Scouts, which they can't do, obviously, because of the power of friendship. And then what happens to them? <laughs> they just disappear. Yeah, we, we kind of talked about this before the podcast, and the only thing I can come up with is that since they were defeated, they no longer had uses. <clears throat> Although, yeah. one thing that I could... Uh, that I kind of had an inkling from just from watching the interactions that happened earlier on in the film is that they weren't actually animals to begin with. They were conjured. Right. So therefore, once they were actually fully defeated, then they were just defeated completely. So they disintegrated. Oh, that's kind of sad. 
Because I had dreams. But did they, though? Or was that just lies yeah. and ploys to suck No, in? because you remember the, the which was it, the, the hawk who wanted to own the shop? And then, it, like, as they're, like, de- being defeated, I uh, was like, at least I got to own a shop for a moment. And it was, like, sad. It was, like, I had it for a little while. Like, that's, no, that's sad. But again, was that not just villain cunning? No, because he was already defeated at that point. Villain cunning? Sad. It was sad. That's what it is. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, my my thoughts on that was just like, um, it's interesting to me that we didn't get to see kind of more of a resolution with those characters, considering in my mind, and this is coming from someone who knows nothing about the circumstances, they were kind of the um, companions of the four evil circus performers who then end up being like sailor scouts of meteoroids or whatever, asteroids, I don't know, something else in the thing that are supposed to be Chibi Moon's protector, guardian team later on when she um takes over Mm -hmm. um and in my mind they were like their cats you know how like all of the other sailor scouts kind of have like a cat that's their friend not all of them but like quite a few of them have like a cat that's their friend um in my mind those three were like their 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 companions and so then when i didn't see them again at the very end of the resolution i was kind of expecting them to like summon them again and then they all say goodbye as like a group of four five six seven seven and then they didn't. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> They're just gone now. But again, I don't... I, the, the assumption that I made was just based purely off of observation because I don't know. However, yeah. it certainly seemed like they were conjured just because their reactions were like, hey, you want to turn into human? They're all just yeah. like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So again, that's the only thing I could assume is that they were actually like sentient because they were conjured to be that way. Yeah. But then again, I don't know. They were also conjured by our resident Pokemon. So, you know. Yes. So let's talk about Evil Queen, Miss. So the first time we kind of see Evil Queen in all of her glory, I think is like 20 minutes away from the end of the second part or something. It's well, like, you see her like kind of sprinkled in. Like, you yeah. know, you just get shown her and then With, that's it. Yeah. But like, um, it's like... um. She's normally elderly and grotesque, right? During those moments? No, that, those were separate characters. Oh, wait. Oh, yes. No, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm tripping. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, sorry. I got confused for a second. <laughs> <laughs> However, w- what happened to the older one, though? Because she didn't get defeated. She didn't die. Like She got shot into the air and then retreated, but she never, she never died, I don't think. Right? Or am I tripping uh, balls? I don't fucking remember. I don't know. But, like, also... Yeah, like, huh, so many, right, sure. So, and our main antagonist out of this film was the queen of the darkness of the moon. So, basically, Sailor Moon's mom was the, was Queen Serenity, she was the queen of the moon, and queen of all the Sailor Scouts in the solar system. So, therefore, Queen, whatever the fuck her name was, was the, you know... Complete opposite of that. Like, she the was just over the, yeah. yeah, the darkness of the moon. Yeah, because at the point when Serenity was queen or something, they said that she was, like, that the moon was only white, only pure. They didn't really know of the dark side. Mm-hmm. And then, just out of nowhere, she appears after Princess Serenity is born. Or Which is, again, moon. Sleeping Beauty vibes. You didn't invite me to give your daughter baby a present. Yeah, how dare you not invite me, even though at yeah, that point she I'm didn't like, exist. Like, nobody knew who the fuck she was. Maleficent mood. Although she came through a mirror, which is kind of like Snow White vibe. 
Which is also, again, the weird kiss at the ending. Don't kiss people while they sleep. I don't understand why we do this with princesses. But that was a princess to a prince. It was. But there was still a princess involved. <laughs> and maybe he likes to be called princess. You never know. I mean, I don't even think he knew what he wanted to be, because he kept switching back and forth between a pegasus and then a human, and then at the end he was riding a pegasus, which yeah. does that mean he was riding himself? Also, like, I don't, you- I don't understand. Did you also notice how his age seemed to fluctuate? I don't know, maybe this was just me, but it seemed like when he was first introduced that him and Chibi were very similar in age. But in the last moment when he gets on his Pegasus and like rides away, there's a moment where they say goodbye to each other and she's like half his height. But he was on a Pegasus. No, that's when he got off before he got back on the Pegasus. To say goodbye to her? What do you mean? He wasn't on the Pegasus when he said goodbye, was he? Am I blind? No, he, he was on the Pegasus when he said goodbye. I swear he was. Okay, maybe I'm just weird. Maybe I just didn't see that right. If my eyes glitched, I'm sorry, but I could have sworn that he was, like, not sitting on the Pegasus when he said goodbye. Maybe he was. Were you wearing your glasses? No, I wasn't. No. That explains everything. (laughs) Okay, well, there we go. Then, uh, sure, it's fine. But I, the amount of times people got turned into babies during this show was insane. Yeah, and then they're, like, transforming back for no reason just made no sense. But again, the power of friendship. Yeah, why did they Why did they do that? What part of the plot was this? this where it's like, how? It makes me wonder about the series now. It's like, every episode does at some point they get turned into babies. And then because of their magic. Like, is it like a mana pool? Like, if they have lots of mana, then they're a full size. And then when their mana drains, they shrink in size. It's like, that's... I. I no, no, that is that is not a... Thing that regularly happens again this film was a great acid trip i just didn't understand why they did to babies so much it was like like three times for just sailor moon mm-hmm. but then the one time where chibi got grown yeah they switched like sizes and then they just went back for why i don't know the transformation man it's like watching Dragon Ball GT, you know, Goku gets turned into a baby, but for some reason, whenever he goes Super Saiyan 4, he goes back to his, like, tall adult form covered in hair, and then whenever he runs out of key to be able to be in, you know, Super Saiyan 4, he goes back to being a child. Yeah, it's just how people were only mildly concerned about it, though, that used to, that got me throughout the film. It was like, oh my god, they switched ages. That's concerning. And like, that's it. That's how, not like, oh my god, you're, what happened to you? It's but just if like, anything, oh. though, it's anime continuity for once. Because again, they're like, oh shit, you changed. It'll go back to normal soon. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. Like, it's, you know, it's like breaking the third wall in anime just a little bit. Or the fourth wall, whatever. Because it's like, <laughs> they're aware that they've seen worth. Yeah, um... It's, yeah, and um, the amount of times that the Sailor Scouts would just scream, Prince, Princess, and then do nothing, was also very funny to me. Yeah, it was It was a trip. I was like, I was like you're supposed to be these magical, strong, badass warriors who can, like, perform incredible magic abilities, like lava and fire and water and lightning and, like, the power of love and all this crap that's, like, defeating these massive villains and then the people that you're supposed to be protecting just disappear into thin air and you you just stand there for a while until they have their scene in their other world and then they come back and it's clearly been a good amount of time and you're still just standing there and then they're like oh good you're back <laughs> nice to see you again but here's the thing 
You haven't even seen like a glimpse of what Sailor Moon is actually capable of. Yeah. Like I was kind of frustrated with how weak she was portrayed mm-hmm. in this because this bitch, let me tell you, Sailor Moon canonically can defeat Goku. She has the power to destroy the entire universe if she wanted to. If somebody was that big of a threat, she could wipe out the entire universe. Yeah. Where was that? Yeah. But then again, what do I know? It was a film. It was a great time. I'd probably give it like a seven. Yeah, I'm along with you there. It's it's one of those things that I have a hard time rating because obviously I don't know the context of it. But I had a really good time watching it. And all of the stuff that I'm, like, criticizing about it isn't... I'm not criticizing it from a negative place. I'm criticizing it from, like, what the hell happened? This is so... Like, it's got so much character to it. All of these, like, flaws or whatever in the production. It's like when you look at a dog and you're like, it's so ugly, it's cute. You know? It's like, that's the kind of thing with Sailor Moon. <laughs> it's so weird that I'm I'm here for it. I love it. Like, what what's going on with these characters that are standing around? They're so powerful that they can destroy the Earth in one swipe of their magic wand. Will they do anything when the person that they're supposed to be protecting has disappeared? No, they won't. They'll just wait for her patiently to come on back and then welcome her with open arms. It's hilarious. I love it. It's great. You know what it kind of reminds me of? What? A 90s anime that should have been episodic, but instead they made it into a film. Yeah. No, it's one of those things where it's like the guys in the, were in the writer's room and they were like, okay, so do we want magical girls? Do we want night terrors? Do we want uh, cats and other animals that can transform? Do we want, I don't know, changing in age sliding? Do we want, like, anything? And they're, And the other guys are like, yes, all of it, please, every single one. But you know what? At the end of the day, I was there for all of it. It was Yeah, fun. I'm here for it too. I like, want to see it more. Does make me, it does make me want to throw Crystal onto the schedule somewhere just so we can watch it. I feel like we have to. And then I want to revisit this film and watch it again in context. Like, I I need more. I need more. I need more. Like, can can we also talk about how the finishing move to destroy Nehelnia? Nehelnia? Sure. Is called Starlight Honeymoon Therapy Kiss. She she gave the villain therapy. But that sounds like that's what she needed, though. It absolutely was. Therapy like, works the... wonders, man. Like she was obviously pissed because she didn't get invited invited to a fucking she birthday was, party. She's just insecure. This whole thing came down to her feeling left out and having some severe FOMO. So you see, it's it's okay. Yeah. All right. So by June twelfth, twenty twenty two. We will cover this film again. We have a year to watch the first three seasons of Crystal. Okay. To where one year from when this podcast goes live, we will do another episode on these films and see if we actually understand the context. Yes. Because why not? Yeah, no, I'm down. I'm sure we'll have more Sailor Moon stuff to talk about because once we go down this rabbit hole, we're going to go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's like I now want to... I, I like, why do I now want to go out and buy Sailor Moon mo- makeup palettes? I don't know. I don't wear makeup on a day-to-day basis. I still want to buy it. So what I'm hearing is, is that I need to get you a Sailor Moon coffee mug for your birthday <gasps> or something. Yeah, it's so cute. All right. Your birthday gift has been secured. Yeah, I, I give it a, I give it a solid seven. Like it wasn't the best thing I've ever seen. But at the same time, it was Sailor Moon. It was fun. I enjoyed myself. And I definitely want to go back and watch Crystal as much as 
I'm scared to go back and watch Crystal because if it's Sailor Moon rebooted, then I don't think I'm going to enjoy it as much as I did the original, but I'm sure I can throw in a season of the original as well. So you yeah. can definitely make up your mind on its own and then I can make up my own mind on whether I'm going to hate it as much as well. Yeah, no, I'm very, like, I'm excited to watch it. I, I want to see, I want to see more. I want to, I want to know the characters so that then when I watch this film again, I'm able to be like, oh, this is her ability. This is her history. This is her relationship with the other girls. Because there are a few moments in here where you get to see individual insecurities of all of the girls and, and their kind of role in the, in the group. Hmm. But, like, the one who's supposed to be the scout leader, or what, I can't remember which Venus. she is. Venus. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, like, I'm really curious about her because, like, she has this, like, role and responsibility. But, like, how does that fit in with, like, Sailor Moon being the future Most queen and everything? Most powerful one out of the bunch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, so I want to we'll, know more about it. We'll definitely get into all of that. So we're going to have a special little series coming to the YouTube channel mm -hmm. very soon where a YouTuber that Blue and I have watched, I'm sure those of you or most of you may or may not know him. It's a gentleman named Markiplier. He has reviewed Canada things like maple syrup, snacks, and most recently, Tim Hortons. Yeah. Um. And so... Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a covering of a couple of his videos. We're also I was thinking that when I send you your package that I've put together for you, I will also try and include as many of the things as I can um, as to what Markiplier has reviewed in his like snacks videos. So I'll try and get some maple syrup for you. I'll get like ketchup chips. I don't know what else he like put in there, but I'll put things that are like specifically Canadian into the package for you as well. And then maybe we can have a talk about you trying Canadian snacks. So that could be like almost like a live stream in essence. Like I could just do an unboxing. Yeah. And like just snack live just to see. <laughs> yeah. And that'll, that'll go on the YouTube channel as well for the podcast. So super excited. Yeah. Stuff to look forward to in the future because why not? It gives us, you know, more of an excuse to do more with the YouTube channel because for right now it's episodes and that's it. Yeah, I do have a few things that are in the works. I've talked about this a bunch of times, but uh, life has been very crazy for me right now. I am moving and not locally. I'm moving not locally. Yeah, you're moving provinces. Yeah, like three time zones. So it's going to be, <laughs> it's a time. Also, uh, update on my wrist. I know I've uh, had a couple of you guys like wish me the best out there. So I'm really thankful for that. Thank you guys. I have gotten the results back from my MRI. I need to have surgery at some point to fix my wrist, but um, in the meantime, I'm gonna be having pain injections put into it because um, yeah, I just, the recovery time for the surgery of the wrist is not something that is feasible right now. So I am waiting for the surgery to happen on my wrist um, until I can have like, uh, um, like at least a month of time to recover, um, which is not going to happen Anytime soon, unfortunately. But I will be having pain injections put into my wrist and I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, best of luck with yeah. all of that. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap this bitch up. All right. So if you enjoyed the absolutely lovely voice that accompanied me 
with it. But fuck, I can speak. I fucked <laughs> it up two weeks in a row. Anyway, the lovely voice that has accompanied me, Blue. She has an Instagram and Twitter at Blue Lavender STM. You can check her out there. She has life updates, art updates, all that fun stuff. Also, she has an Instagram for her dog Tilly at the best Tilly Bean. If you like absolutely adorable and wonderful doggo photos, you can find her there. She also has a Twitch that you can follow her at twitch.tv forward slash blue lavender with an A. She doesn't stream, but it's there as an option in case, you know, she ever decides to get back to it. Mm-hmm. And if you liked Brad, who is joining me here today and all of the days that we have recorded the podcast, you can find him at Brad Carter Gaming on all of the socials and on uh, Twitch as well. He streams on the regular, so be sure to go and drop him a follow, check him out, and uh, check out his GTA content because he's got stuff on a server that's role-playing and fun and he does Russian voices. It's a good time. Check it out. Duh. And we also have a... Instagram and Twitter and social media and stuff for the podcast at BNB Anime. We're also BNB Anime on the YouTube channel, which we spoke about previously. Also, there's a comment section, not just on the YouTube channel and not just in our DMs, but also on our website at www.bnbanime.com, where you can answer all the questions that we asked throughout the podcast. Like today, we were asking about your favorite tabletop gaming moments. So be sure to let us know your hilarious stories. We can't wait to hear them. Drop them in the comment sections or in the DMs. If you, like, if we find a couple good ones, we'll absolutely read them out on the podcast. So drop them, let us know, because they're so much fun to go through. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely read them out on the podcast and give you guys a shout out. So let us know uh, what your what your stories are. There's also a bunch of other stuff on the website. Um, we have information on both Brad and I, on our voice acting careers, on our artwork, friends of the show. Uh, we also have links to your favorite listening platform for an easy download, or you can download them right off the website, the episodes right off the website. So it's super duper easy. And yeah, I think that's, I think that's pretty much, I went through that pretty efficiently and now I'm like, what did I forget? But I didn't, I got it all. That's, that's typically how I get whenever I'm trying to get through everything. So I, I totally feel that without yeah. a doubt. So thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I both greatly appreciate it. Next week, big wind up season two, the return Ooh. of the Birdman. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited too. I figured it had, you know, been a minute since I gave us an actual sports anime so i figure after you put up with my nonsense of sailor moon i i had to i had to give you one too so (laughs) the return of the birdman battery i am i'm excited i think it's gonna be good fun it's it's gonna gonna be be a lot of fun it's gonna be 13 great episodes yeah so i'm looking forward to it but until then we'll catch y'all next time bye-bye bye